everybody. Welcome to episode 189 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I'm one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Paul Robinson. And here we are. Yeah. 189. Yeah. It's been a journey. Yeah. We're not ending or anything. It's just, it's just been a journey. <laughs> that would have been a stupid number to end on. Yeah. We're going to get to 189 and call it and quits. And then just call it quits. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, we have a cat. We have adopted a cat. We have. So that's the we're uh, in the we, trial period. Yeah. Um, to see how it works out. We'll let you know if it becomes a catastrophe. Christ. <laughs> With the okay. So I'm voting to name the cat Meow Olivia Coleman. Okay. Um. Yeah. Let's see that's who. The, that's the leading one right now. Yeah. I like old old lady names mm-hmm. also because I like old lady cats. Like Ethel or something. Yeah. Yeah. Betty, Ethel, mm-hmm. Bethany, Aunt Bethany. Aunt Bethany. It's your house on fire, clock. No, Aunt Bethany. Um, Jeez, so... did the room clear out? <laughs> oh, did I break wind? Um, the blessing. <laughs> thanks for joining us. We'll be here next week. Yeah. Talking about something or reciting movie lines. Yeah, we're going to talk about some stuff we saw this week. Yes. So um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we watched that we're like way back on, which works for us because we have, uh, you know, a lot of episodes to fill. So we'll be talking about those things as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so. Um, we have some guests coming up as well. So stay tuned for that. We have some guests coming up. And uh, yeah, we haven't heard back from um a lot of the fests that we submitted to although we only submitted to i think like five or six or something because the prices were crazy so yeah we'll let you know how those experiences go for us as we get answers back i don't know when we're i don't know the deadlines for them yeah so we've um taken temporarily taken amber off of youtube uh but if you want to see it shoot us a message and we'll send you the private link yeah, we could send you the the password for that, but we just needed to take it off of there because some some fests don't really like the fact that anybody could just kind of go out and see it because they want their place to be where you see it. Yeah, which I don't understand because you see it at other festivals, so it's like, all right, but what could you do? Whatever you think's gonna increase your chances. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So one of the movies that we're gonna review, um, I had seen the trailer for a few months back um geez i want to say like september ish mm-hmm. okay and it made its way onto amazon and i was just being a cheapskate first of all amazon is look i can't stand this man as it is and we we use the service in terms of ordering things Bezos. as little as possible um i actually don't trust things on amazon and that's the bigger issue it's not just that i'm walmart of the internet yeah it's it's not just that i'm like you know trying to make some some point by not using them i just find that a lot of the stuff that can be bought on other platforms what you get on amazon is usually trash so yeah i try not to get remember stuff i ordered from there. something for you and i returned it twice i had to get it three times and, yeah. and the version i got was still broken it yeah just broken the lease and i was like I-, I can't even with this fucking place yeah but i just like when i see reviews on stuff i feel like you don't know what you're getting because anyone can sell on amazon so it's like am i getting the actual product it's yeah. like i just don't trust it so um but you know we we although there are some companies like legit companies that sell through there yeah but i never know what that is yeah and if i have i'd rather pay 
five or six dollars more through their website than to get it oh, on yeah. Amazon. Yeah, and um, most of the stuff we order, I don't need it tomorrow. Yeah. You know, there's no... Not that you'd fucking get it tomorrow yeah. because you pay for Prime and guess what? It's always late. So what exactly are we paying for that they're mm. raising the price on again, actually? So uh, you're paying to have a service that you don't actually get with the exception of the movies. And I have to be honest with you, I like I watch stuff on Prime like maybe once a month that will order something yeah. or and then there's months where we don't watch anything so i don't know it's just really annoying um so we'll have to check though because most of that stuff's i mean look wherever you go you can go you can buy it on apple but they're just as bad you know they're all all those companies are just horrible you're but, all terrible yeah well, um, what can you do you know but anyway so i'd seen this on prime and uh oh i gotta not watch films am i right <laughs> i was just about to justify renting it and then hulu picked it up like mm -hmm. the next day i was like oh, you know what i was like i'm i'm just gonna just cave and and rent this and then boom you were going through hulu and i was like go back i saw the poster and i was like yeah. no yeah. that was a close call so um yeah so we are uh we're gonna review small engine repair mm-hmm it's kind of one that i think really flew under the radar and yeah. not a lot of people have talked about this um and I'm not sure why. And um, to just kind of keep things a little bit more recent, we're gonna uh, review the woman in the house across from the other woman that sits in at a street, window or in something. The window, yeah. There's windows and <laughs> There's rain. windows and, and streets and, and houses. Um, so that just came out. So we're gonna review that as well, just to kind of keep up. We'll, we'll kind of like bounce back and forth because we do have a lot of things that we do want to review. I did want to talk about, however, before we get into those reviews, I think I mentioned this last week or the week before, something like that. I don't remember. Um, so there, so you know, there's always like TikTok videos and stuff of what people are like. My top ten favorite horror movies that came out and this, that, and the other thing this year. And this movie made several lists. And when I saw the trailer for it. The cinematography looked beautiful. The grading looked really cool. The tone of it was really cool story-wise. I was like, oh, this looks like it might be really awesome. Wonderful. Uh, not so. Hmm. It, just my opinion. I don't get how this made so many people's lists. So it's there's a gimmick to it which works, I guess. But for me, it didn't. Um, and the movie's called Sator. Sator? Seder. Seder, Sator. Yeah. See, people have pronounced it both ways. Now, the woman in the, in the video who's supposed to be his grandmother who believes in Seder says Seder and then other people say Satora. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, I'd assume she was right because she's the one who believes in it, right? Right. Um, and but so, it's, it's believed it's, it's a kind of mythical... It's supposed to be... Look, here's my problem. I'm a, a massive pessimist. So when okay. somebody says to me, oh, you know what's crazy about this? These are home videos of this and this and that. And I'm like, I don't believe that. I automatically don't believe that. Um, because that's, <laughs> yeah. a, that's a wonderful gimmick to say to get people to watch a movie. And so I just assume that that's yeah. immensely fabric fabricated or some kind of a hook to get people to be like, whoa, it's real. Yeah. It's kind of, I feel like they tried to Blair Witch us, except they didn't get it right. Yeah. Um, it just, I, I don't know. Like that part of it, I was like, the 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 creepy shot in the hallway it's like if this is really your family that you guys need to be tested there's something <laughs> wrong with like your family seriously yeah. if this is the way you got like 
someone just stares at you from down a hallway and your grandmother's talking about some demon spirit. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. They make meds for that shit. Like, absolutely not. Um, and then if it's not real, it's like, okay, yeah, I. it's almost better that it not be real because it's like, if this is real, like, it seems kind of like you're exploiting this person's... Because she doesn't really know what's right, going right, on. Yeah. So it's like you're just kind of exploiting her mental state yeah. for views, you know, and using that as like this catch. As a, pr- as a promotion. Of, yeah, yeah, which it feels just kind of gross to do. Yeah. I guess. I don't yeah. know. Like, I can't they imagine. scenes with her, the actual person in the film. Supposedly. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. It was It was weird, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, even just from a filmmaking perspective, it was like, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't hit for me. It didn't hit for me, but it did something that um, I really wish people would stop doing, and it's making your trailers look better than your film. Well, that's well, that's never going to... That's the No, I, that like I've watched... It has to, because mo- you have to... Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't think I've... I'm ever, not arguing I've for that. I'm just saying I've almost rarely that is... watched something and been like, oh, the trailer looked way better better like it like if you're gonna put the effort into making your trailer look good why doesn't your film look good you're using the same footage like why are you like put the same effort into actually editing that like it doesn't make any sense to me why you would put that effort into a trailer obviously it's it's faster to do right because it's less footage it's you know two minutes versus an hour or an hour and a half or whatever but I just don't understand the logic behind making something look completely different than what you're actually getting. I mean, five oh, different, minutes. Yeah, different is one thing, but better is tough because you want yeah, better. To, it looked better and that looks you different. Want to, <laughs> you want to, um, no, I thought you meant like when, you know, a lot of times films will have a trailer that makes you think it's a horror film. No, when really, no, no, it's no, kind no, of like a no, thriller, no, but I'm not talking about that. But it's it's tough because you want to put your best foot forward because this is the first interaction anybody's going to have with your film. And you're going to take your best shots and your best this and your best that and try to tell a short little story so that people know what what to expect from the film. So I feel like inherently... But aren't your best shots from the film? So why would the shots in your trailer look better than your film? But because it's more abstract and you you don't have to worry about context as much, I think it, it... I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know inherently if it's, I think it's a tough, it would be something you would have to consciously do. Like this trailer looks too good. We'd have to take some, we have to put some of our worst shots in it or something. I don't know. Slow it down or something. I don't, I don't, know. I don't know that it's their worst shots. I think, I I think, I don't know, but I think that people are selecting, they're, they're intentionally making the trailer look better and then not putting the work into the editing mm. because it's going to take too long it's you know it's right. a lot easier to edit two minutes well, yeah those people just don't of footage than it is yeah, they just want the views at that an point. hour plus and yeah. so then it's like i look at a trailer and i think i'm getting this film and this look and then i watch the movie and i'm like what is this this looks like it was like filmed on a potato as i would say <laughs> it didn't match at all what i had seen in the trailer yeah so um the story didn't either, but that's, you know, that's just kind of like, that's the risk that you take with any film and trailer that you watch, especially a horror movie. That's like 80% of the yeah. time they do that. Um, you you get a different story than than what you think you signed up for. Yeah. Um, but I just don't understand, like, like, look, I'll give the guy the credit in that he wrote and DP'd and directed and edited this himself. 
Yeah. Uh, which is a lot. It's what we do, you know, and you do most of that work. So yeah. it's like, I get that. And so I will well, see, absolutely give him credit for yeah. doing that. It's incredibly ambitious. Um, but there were just things that like... And, and that's the thing, you know, I th I f it's sad that we have to kind of put this disclaimer out there, but it's like, you know, just because this film didn't work for us doesn't mean that he should stop making films or this was a horrible film or whatever. It just didn't work for us. There's people out there that probably love it. So There's lots of people that love so, it. It just didn't hit for me. Yeah. And so I feel, you know, I wouldn't get into criticism. We've talked about it before, but yeah, it was, it was a film that just didn't work for me, but I hope, you know, somebody like this obviously is very talented. They have a lot of um, tools that they can use in terms of filmmaking and stuff. So I, I'm definitely interested to oh, see. Oh, and then what... he didn't he act in it or didn't? I don't. Oh, and I don't think he did actually. No. But yeah, it was it 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 was and and there was some older footage in there that I don't know if they shot it like eight years ago or nine years ago. Which footage? There was some of that footage of them like around the house and stuff that you said was like their home video oh, footage and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And so yeah, it, it, I mean, so it was like he was waiting around to confront this entity demon thing. Yeah. Um, that his family believed in his his grandmother, especially kind of thing. Um, it did. I can I can appreciate effects, right? But then I feel like they start to get overdone. Mm. They're done well, but it's just something that I almost expect. It's getting to a point where I expect to see somebody floating in the air. Yeah, horizontally high up, usually. Yeah, horizontally and high up to the top, like to the top of the screen. Yeah. Um, almost out of sight so that you're not sure. And it was done well. Mm -hmm. It was done really mm -hmm. well. It's just like, God, I've seen this so many times now that the effect is kind of gone for me. Yeah. Um, it didn't, it just doesn't work for me anymore because it's like, all right, you know, the first couple times you saw that, you're like, ooh, that's spooky. And but then you keep seeing it and you're like, oh, it's yeah, not spooky. Horror films are tricky because it's, there's a built-in audience, which is a good thing. You know, people that just love horror films, they'll watch whatever. But because of that, you get a lot of them, you know, and, and there's, you know, and a lot of them feel like they have to follow some kind of recipe or something, you know, and so. Yeah, this uh, felt very much like it was. I appreciated the cinematography and I appreciated the fact that there wasn't a lot of dialogue, especially in the beginning. You know, I was like, that, w that was interesting to the choice. You know, I mean, look, the person's uh, out in the woods. But I, I like the choice to like not have a lot of dialogue in it. But um, I didn't love that about it actually. Yeah. I don't like. I'm not saying that like I love excessive dialogue, but I just felt like I'm because you don't see. I don't. You don't see it often. With all due respect, I didn't feel that the lead actor was strong enough mm. for there not to be dialogue. Sure. There were just moments where I was like, all right, I uh, like I wish they were talking about something because I don't know. I I just I don't know. It just didn't. It really. It just didn't hit for me. But I I give him credit for doing it it was mm -hmm. a, it's it's a lot to take on um absolutely not on setting people's faces on fire that was completely yeah. unnecessary Crazy. it did nothing for the film so taking that risk that and risk. having somebody come in to like help you with this pyrotechnic thing that you were doing mm -hmm. it did zero to the story like you yeah. could have easily had that scene and not had this dude's face on fire um, it was for a split second too, yeah, it so, so it was quick. like, what was the point of that? To take that risk, I, that that I I'm just not like I can't I can't get down with it like that because I'm just like one wrong move and uh, yeah. ev everything goes to pots and yeah. you've ruined somebody's life and your career. Yeah. So I'm like, I did not feel 
like that was worth it. Mm. If they had told me that they had actually set her on fire at the end of St. Maud, I would have been like, that was, uh, listen, that's a fucking risk, but it worked because that, that, that one scene was like, ah, you know, yeah, yeah. but the, where this came in, it was just like, no, not taking a risk for that. That didn't, yeah. uh, that didn't need to happen anyway. Yeah. So it's not a review of it. It's just, you know, if you liked the film, let us know what it is you liked about it. Cause it just, didn't really hit for us and we were just kind of like waiting for it to be a completely different movie hmm. and yeah. uh yeah i'm weird with horror though so yeah. um anyway anyway um so yeah so small engine repair uh this film came out in uh 2021 and uh it was directed by john Polono and also written by John Polono. You know, I love me a writer director. Mm-hmm. Um, it's starring John Bernthal. Who doesn't freaking love John Bernthal? Yeah. Um, uh, Shea Wingham. Yeah. Who's ugh, fucking love that guy. <laughs> like, he, uh, he is just well, like, let me just, let yeah, me just, yeah. okay. So Jordana Spiro, uh, and oh shit. Okay. We learned something. The main dude was the director. Oh, didn't know this. We did not know this. I, I'm just looking at all the names because I have all my notes. And I'm like, how did I not put that? I just wasn't paying attention to it. So John Polono is the writer, director and played the lead. Mm. Um, and then the daughter, uh, Sierra Bravo, and then Spencer House. A um, couple other people, but those were like the main characters that were in it. Um, that's hilarious. Yeah. Now I want to try to find this guy because I want to be like, see now here, look, writer director actor. actor i'm sure i don't think he edited it good but, actor too uh but uh you don't see that often um a lot of times people will shove themselves into a film and you're like mm, yeah well uh but i didn't even know i didn't even know yeah. and i'm not familiar with him so that's uh that's really crazy so um this got this got like a mech review and really? i don't get it <laughs> i thought it was really entertaining it was really good uh it's just like a like a quintessential indie film you know yeah you know it's it's strong premise you know it it's it's something you can relate to the characters were done well you know that it, it's i can see people thinking that it's slow but to me that's what works about it is because you have so much of that relationship between them all between the three of them um that worked so well they all their chemistry was fantastic their chemistry was great but shea and john are like perfect they were like meant to work together yeah those two and it kind of worked right the way the the structure of the group that those two would get along the way that they are yes you know um but yeah shay shaya is it shaya i think it's shaya i don't know shay he's like becoming uh, one of my faves out of nowhere you know he's been in stuff like he, we, forever he's been acting forever. for a long time and i've seen him play like a military boss that's an asshole and you're like that with that guy's face he can't be anything but an asshole but then he was in that uh series he was in Take Shelter. He was yeah. in Risk Cutters. Yeah. He was in American Hustle. Yep. He was in Perry Mason, which Perry we really Mason. liked him in that. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then now he's in this where he's playing something I've never seen him play before and doing it so well. The he was in just, Joker. Yeah. The guy's just uh, ridiculous, you know. Um, but He's been in tons of shit. Um, yeah. He was in Waco, which we really liked. Yeah, the way, yeah. He, that's where he played that military yeah, guy. Yeah, he was like, in Waco. Like... He's he was an asshole until the end. And... Forever. And he's that he's that actor that, you know, you always there was like a documentary of that 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 guy that was in that thing. He's like, yeah. he's that that actor he's that you're everything. like he's in everything. Um, and I'm not sure why he's not the lead in something. Yeah. But 
I kind of love that he isn't because he shines in his roles. Mm-hmm. Supporting roles are that's that's the shit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my dream. My dream is supporting roles. I actually don't like if I had a choice, I wouldn't take leads. It's yeah. just I've said before, I don't have to pay me, so I take the lead. But to to really grow as an actor, I would love to be able to play supporting parts because that's where you like I don't know. There's like this weird like little magic bubble that you live in as a supporting actor. Yeah. Um, that I prefer. I I usually kind of gravitate more towards people that like uh, Betty Gilpin in Nurse Jackie. Yeah. Um, and uh, Merritt Weber in Nurse Jackie. They mm-hmm. were supporting roles. To me, they kind of stole the show, even yeah. though they weren't the lead. That's kind of always like it just works that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so I like their dynamic was so good and it was so believable. Mm-hmm. And um, I just uh, I didn't see the story going where it was going. Like when it no. went, I was and, I mean, I knew I was like, oh, some shit's not right. Because like, why is he buying Molly? Like, this isn't him. Like, this yeah. is, something's not right. Something doesn't seem right. And uh, yeah, you knew something was up, but you didn't know what it was. And you, there was no way for you to have. Once the kid started way. telling the story and he showed him the picture, I was oh, like, yeah. oh, fuck. <laughs> I, was like, I know exactly where this is going. Something about once he said girl, I was like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, why yeah. He's there. But um, so, yeah, but I don't think he was trying like it wasn't it wasn't like he was trying to hide it. I think he wanted you as the audience mm-hmm. to know at that moment. So then when he went back in, you're like, this is going to get fucking ugly. But, um, you know, it does this thing where it balances the tone so well where it's like, you know, because it's it's so difficult to balance the tone that's here because you do have these comedic light moments between the group of guys, and then you have these really tense moments because the the main character has got a bad temper. He's a scary dude, and he's giant. Yeah. Um. And you know, to, to first of all, to have somebody on screen that can that can that you believe can take on John Bernthal is impressive, and not just because the guy's bigger. The guy's physically bigger than him but not by a huge amount but you just believe that this person you know so to to make him feel intimidating to make him feel dangerous Mm -hmm. was so well done but the tone of like this these light comedic moments but then the 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 tense moments of like are they really going to kill him it's easy for you to be like they're never going to kill him because the tone of this film is not that but i could have seen it going either way yeah you know, so they he balanced that so well. I thought they were going to accidentally kill That's him. That's what I thought. I thought That's it was going to be like some shit that just went too far. And it was like, oh, great. Now here we are. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like it, there was something about their personalities, obviously, that that kind of gave away the fact that they weren't. Yeah. It wouldn't wouldn't come easily. But um, Shay just he just played that part so well. Like he just played that part so well. It was yeah. it kind of reminded it. me he of he was that. a bit like um Dicky in the fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh he had that kind of like yeah. um just sort of vibe, you know. He's like kind of goofy, kind of fun loving, but also just a fuck up. Uh but you can't help but love the guy kind of thing, yeah. you know? And so there's there's just these great character moments. There's this one moment that really stood out to me where um John Bernthal's character, this is when they haven't been talking for three months. Mm-hmm. John Bernthal's character comes back. Uh he he texts him or whatever to to get the guys back to the to his shop. And then he's trying to talk to him and he's rent revving his engine, which is really fucking annoying. Yes. But at the same time, you know like they're just fucking about. Even though they haven't seen each other in three months. Like this was his way of of like breaking the ice, breaking the ice and just but but kind of like getting a little of his anger out at him for yeah. like 
doing that, but at the same still time, burn thawing on yeah, him. Still, so <laughs> I thought that moment, like who you know, to to be able to put yourself in the position to make to write a moment like that. Um, shows that you have like a deep understanding for these characters and it was just so well done the one i did have one issue with the movie or i shouldn't say issue it was just something i didn't understand and and when we have him on to, we'll talk to him about <laughs> when it. when we become best friends with yeah. him you can ask because i'm curious as to why this particular bar fight was the one that kind of the straw that broke the camel's back with their friendship they've been friends for was like he... ever forever and they've been in these situations before because he said i don't want to go out to a bar and then you guys are going to get into a fight and then we're all going to get into a fight and blah blah blah. i think so they this has happened before and there wasn't anything really specific about this bar fight other than the the daughter being there and yelling at the dad or whatever but i don't know i well i I don't see why this this was something that yes it was not so much the that the circumstance but the events around it in that his daughter was setting to leave which upset him if you remember he didn't want her to go away to college because she was going to go to the moms and so he was i think kind of on edge about that and when we become best friends with him i can ask him um if that (laughs) if that was what 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 the intention was behind uh, that uh, that outburst, but I think that it was just like not a good moment for him. And then he had seen his ex. Remember, she came yeah. up all like fucking yeah, drunk, yeah. and then he saw her and had to give the credit card. So I think it was like in that moment that he was like, "Wow, this shit never changes, right? She's still the same person. This is still the same bullshit." Yeah, but three so now months? he's now he's like, you know, feeling especially uneasy about his daughter going away and then he walks inside and it's like oh this shit you know the kind of thing i think he was just kind of taking his anger out on them and his frustration and anxiety and that was because i mean three months really isn't that long it's not like they didn't talk for three years but for for as tight as these they're tight were. they're tight but he was also in jail for a long time so yeah but you know they're used to not seeing one another friends forever like since the whole life of the child you know yeah yeah that that scene at the beginning they're obviously very close i wasn't that too confused too. i wasn't too confused by that i just felt like maybe he'd had enough i, know, of I, that I wasn't like confused i just I, I felt like it was a it was i was like oh that's that's weird they didn't talk for so long but maybe that's their relationship where they maybe they've gone stretches of a year without talking or something but they always come back to that you know so i don't know yeah i just uh i thought... they picked up right where they left off they're all like okay sorry and then they all just started fucking well, about Well, yes and you know? no because there was still a lot of tension and then the mention of the ex, you know, they had that moment and I think like there was still kind of tensions were still a bit high but for him obviously it was, you know, he had something else completely going on with the daughter. Um I just thought that I just thought like if this movie was on again, I'd watch it. Hmm. I can't say that for a lot of yeah, movies, sure. you know. It's like this is be, just on the performances alone, like their yeah. dynamic was amazing. It's a beautiful example of casting the right people yeah when you when you have a cast like that that vibes in that way and they just kind of gel with one another like you cannot beat that i mean look story is always immensely important but effects location none of that shit means anything if i don't believe your characters are actually who they say they are and who they are to one another yeah um and that like i didn't even question that most of this takes place in an engine shop or yeah. like a repair shop yeah so like location yeah. didn't matter you know what i mean uh-huh. like none of that shit mattered um because the story was strong enough and the dynamic between them was strong enough that it held the, the whole thing. Like the dialogue enough, yeah. was great. The performances were amazing. So it was like. But when we have him on, I'd be interested <laughs> to see 
<laughs> how much freedom he gave the actors, you know, because it seemed like they, they I really, feel like they must have had a lot. They had to because it was just so. But again, natural. I would like to see John Bernthal not play a douche. Yeah. I feel like he, he would be really good at, like in a comedic role or something. I would love to see him in something different. I feel like he always he's got look his he's always it's always Walking Dead for me every time I see him. That's when when we first kind of we saw him and it was like, oh, oh, who is this guy? And so I always associated him with that. And then it was like Shane's the Punisher. And then you watch the Punisher. and You're like, no, that's the Punisher. Like and then yeah. all of a sudden he became the Punisher. And then, you know, it was like Sweet Virginia and mm -hmm. all that. You know, you're like, I don't know. There's. There's always trouble. <laughs> yeah. There's always trouble where John Bernthal uh, uh, yeah. resides. And anywhere that he's he's chillaxing, well, there's he gonna be problems. He's character so well, but yeah, I'd like he to see does. Him. But I think but I he's an amazing him, actor. But I don't want to see him play a comedy where he plays a joke at the fact, you know, like De Niro does. You know, like I don't want him to De Niro that and like to De Niro. No. make I, making fun of the fact that he is a scary person. I sort think of thing, he you would know? be really good like we almost got a little bit um in the sandra bullock netflix movie which the title escapes me at the moment um you know but again he was an ex-con you know so it's like all right there's always this element of danger or uh risky behavior or like sketchy past you know yeah. so i would just That's like true. to watch yeah, that, a movie was... where he's like an accountant yeah he just he's like a tax accountant yeah or uh, just boring as you know, he's a pet sitter, yeah. <laughs> like, just something where you're like, oh, this dude's not scary. He looks intimidating. Yeah. Uh, and he has this intense look. But, it, you know, it would just be interesting to see that, to just he's see him that play. Tom Hardy problem. He does. He, he does. But like even I don't know. I mean, Tom Hardy's played like in, in, in indie stuff, at least. Uh, he had played a couple of like soft roles, but then he was like in this. Me see, like that's like not this means war. I don't want to see that happen to him. Tom Hardy said he would never do a romantic comedy again after that movie. Did yeah. not want to do it, but you know he was breaking in in, in the U.S. Yeah. and like you take what you have to take, and it's a it's a paycheck. So I don't want to see him like like bastardize it, you yeah. know. But like just like a good comedy, just something good. Yeah, I don't know. I, anyway, this movie was really really good. Something I don't know Bateman. why. Yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> That would be funny. Um, I, I just like, I don't know why the rating. I don't understand that. Like, it, I thought it was really good. Yeah. I think for most people, it's probably too slow. You think? I, I didn't think it was I'm that. I didn't, I think didn't it was either, slow. but I'm just trying to think of like what people could, I don't know. We'll ask him when he's on. <laughs> we'll, we'll ask him when we but become definitely BFFs. check it out. It's called Small Engine Repair. You can watch it if, if you have Hulu. Yeah, and like I said, I didn't, I did not even know that he was the the lead, and that's crazy. Yeah. I would like to see uh, John Bernthal work with Francis McDormand. I think that they would yeah. make a really cool. Well, yeah, I mean, Francis like, McDormand is like. Yeah, but I just mean specifically. I think yeah. they would work really. I would love to see them together. Uh, she just could, she something. could go toe to toe with them. Absolutely, it's Francis. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Um. So okay. So. That was it. We're good with that. Yeah. Go watch I'm it. Good with it. Go Very watch good. It. Yeah. Go watch that. Um, and so I think last weekend, uh, the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Yeah. All right. There I said it. Um, came <laughs> out on <laughs> on Netflix. It did. And um, this was something that I think this was really this was really ballsy on a marketing perspective because yeah. you're you're gonna lose people that are going to watch this really thinking that this is serious. Yeah. And not getting it. Not well, that, getting that it's a satire that and hating it. I know they had a fight 
or or Kristen Bell specifically had to fight for the title. Well, so it start. So yeah. um, director okay. is uh, Michael Lehman. He did them all. Um, I think so. Okay. Um, I've been noticing that lately. Like directors are will direct whole. Seasons I think he did of all stuff. of them. There were sub. There were a couple writers: uh, Hugh Davidson, Larry Dorf, and Rachel Ramos. Um, so Kristen Bell, Tom Riley, Mary Holland, Cameron Britton, um, Appy Pratt, Michael Ely, hmm. uh, Christina Anthony. So I. So uh, Cameron Britton, I think. He, I think he said some crazy shit on Twitter or something. So he might have canceled himself with some craziness. Who's that? That's the the name of the main guy. No, the the repair guy. Oh, I think something the mailbox ha- repairman. Yeah, I think something <laughs> happened with him. I remembered reading Uh-oh. something. Um, but uh, so it, the this was show it cancel worthy or was he? Just, I don't remember what oh. it was. I'll have to look it up. Um, it might have been him. It might have been somebody completely different. I'm thinking, yeah. but I don't know why I'm thinking that it was him. Um. It's it's a satire for those who are yeah. like thinking of getting into it, or maybe went into it and were like, "What the hell was that?" But it was the, supposed to be yeah. a satire. Yeah, the, uh, hence the, the title. Yeah, but I feel like I think I think you're right though. I think a lot of people will will watch it thinking it's it's because it, it's and not say it's stupid, it's not I, conventionally funny. No, no, you know, it's not ha ha. No, of funny. you could it's, see somebody thinking that they were making something serious. Yeah. And I mean, look, there's some because things there that is, are like there really is, obvious. There is but... an actual mystery unfolding, you know? Yeah. Um, it's not played just for every moment there to be a chuckle, you know? It's like um, a very dark comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, I I feel like I liked it. I thought it was was good. You know, I, I like to see Kristen Bell and stuff. She's good. And um, I think the concept was strong. It's it's not a tone that you see much a lot no. these days, you know, that tone of like uh, this type of parody. Yeah. You know, um, and so well, I, there's so many of these types of like, you know, you yeah, had the yeah. you had the, you know, you have girl the girl on the, wind, the train girl on the window. Yeah. And the girl, you know, so it's yeah. like and they all I mean, they they really hit the mark. They yeah. absolutely hit the mark on this like very the kind of cookie of it, cutter tone, tone it, that those movies the, have. Yeah. The dialogue, like everything was just they they definitely. Which then goes to show you that there is a a, a kind of a, a diagram for this. Mm-hmm. You know, if they can, if you could make a parody of something successfully, then chances are that this type of film, like the women are always alcoholics, and yeah. that was like the whole point of it's like it's always some woman who's like who has a drinking problem, drinks or too much wine, yeah, and something, whatever. and they don't believe her, and yeah. it's the same. I know what I saw, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I I don't know, like. It wasn't like the best thing I've seen all year no, or anything, but, but was, I thought it was really it was clever. Entertaining, yeah, and clever. I'm 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 in for season two. Like I hope, especially the 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 fight at the end with her and <laughs> and the little girl. Oh yes, yeah. That actually like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That, like, like it went was, ham. I didn't think like they were gonna was, do that. It was like yeah, it was hysterical. And it's, this is a good point of like this to me. What works so well about the comedy of this is the commitment to the moment. You know, yeah. Um, they're not they're not necessarily winking at the camera while they're doing these things. They're just doing it, and then it's it's left up to you to find if you're familiar with these types of movies and and the and the cliches in it. Then then you find it funny, which I did. Um, I first and also I just want to say like when I say it's not the best thing I've seen this year, I don't mean like that it wasn't. It's like it's not. You know, this isn't like an. You're not getting Oscar performances, or it's not yeah. meant to. It was just like, like it's meant to be a goof, but. The 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 production value was really good. 
um you know like the mm-hmm. the the dp work was really good like every grading was lovely like set design was really cool like yeah. they like it hit all the marks it just it did what it was intended to do because you have the moments like for example there's a moment where she has to go across the street and it starts raining <laughs> and then she like falls to the ground is like army crawling because she's got like this fear of rain and the moment is shot and played as if she's like injured horrifically or something <laughs> and it's just you have to set you have to sit back and be like wait she, there's nothing wrong with her she's just like got a fear of rain and now she's like passed out on the road or she's trying to make it but it's uh, raining yet another like, demolished casserole dish yeah she keeps breaking all of her casserole dishes and uh yeah it was um i don't know i i loved it i i feel like i love the tone of it because it's not something you see but yeah i can see a lot of people being like what i don't understand is this yeah. funny or not it's like well yeah but it's 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 i don't know it's good i could see somebody watching it and being like, oh my God, look how like how high up she filled her glass of wine, not realizing like, yeah, yeah, that's the point. The yeah, point yeah. is that, you know, who fills their wine up that high yeah. unless they have serious problems? Um, yeah, the the uh the puppet, fuck that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that puppet was the absolute worst thing. It was terrifying. I did not like it. Yeah. Um, but just like the moment leading up to that. And obviously, yeah. like, nobody saw that coming, right? So she's sort of tailing this guy and 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 sneaking around. And, of course, he's going to a comedy club type bar or yeah. whatever where, you know, he's got a puppet act. Uh, and his puppet comes straight through the from the depths of hell. I don't know who <laughs> designed that thing, but it was god awful. Yeah. Um, but it was so funny. And I, I remember us both, like, literally laughing out loud when he opened yeah. the thing and that puppet came out we're like okay <laughs> that yeah. was an interesting choice yeah um the fact that but it's played so seriously yeah it you was know? so seriously and i feel like people aren't used like this they used to make these types of film a lot back in the day yeah um which was a tuesday which was yeah a lot of people don't know that but um <laughs> you know where you just Dane commit- cook rip yeah we know we didn't write it Jeez. Yeah. uh a lot of people you know yeah anyway it's it's good check it out it's like i'm gonna go <laughs> well, on forever about well, that's all that needs to be people, said right you know, how people like, these kids today they don't understand but um <laughs> it was uh yeah i love i hope they make another season of it because i just love the tone of it they should make i think they're making another season yeah i'm sure the girl otherwise on the plane it's like a, the, a massive yeah. cliffhanger there um yeah, I don't know how she had so many of those casserole dishes, though. Like, that was just kind of, it was getting to a point where it was like, how many of those yeah. do you have, really? And then also, it always takes place, like, this person's always an artist that lives in a house yeah. that they would never be able to afford, to afford otherwise. Yeah. Like, what is her husband doing, alimony-wise, that she's still yeah. living in this house because she's not, you know, she's not selling her art anymore. Yeah. So it was like, what the hell is she doing? And that's always the case. It's always like, how the hell did you get, like... How are you in this house with the exception of girl on the train? Cause she lived like with her friend cause she didn't even have a place. So I'll give them that. Uh, but there's yeah. always like just some completely unrealistic. Uh, yeah. And like 90% of the time these are based on books. So it's just a matter yes. of breaking down those books because I can't say for sure, obviously, but I feel like those books are written with a specific purpose, you know? Nowadays, I think that's probably. Uh, I don't want to take anything away from the skill it takes to write a book or the no, talent no, no. involved, but I feel like I you think know, there's that, that marketing angle of it. I think that we've officially hit a point where there's a lot of writers that kind of write things with the intention of leaning towards it 
being made into a film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I work for a library. So I see these books every day and I cannot tell you how many books I'll see that has a little, it has like the little sticker or whatever that says mo- motion pic- uh, motion yeah. picture, blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's like, yeah. God, everything's being made. I'm sure. I mean, it's probably into easier to get a book published and then try to get a, a film made then to submit a script for a film. Can I tell you that I've actually considered like just writing a fiction and yeah. being like, maybe this will be, maybe this yeah. would work. Yeah. Um, it's so difficult to, doubt to get your script it, on on the yeah. right person's desk and having them read it. But like, maybe if I write a fiction. <laughs> I doubt there's a lot of money in, in, in being an author if, if you're not like Stephen King or something, you know? Uh, it depends. It, it depends. Um, you can make decent money, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of authors out there that had successful books that are, don't make a lot of money. I mean, it really no. depends on how many copies you sell, where where you land on the list. You know, are you in the top 10 or the top 20 or even like, you know, it's just there's a lot. There's so much competition. Yeah. It's really no different than filmmaking, honestly, like in terms of how many authors there are, how many people are writing books, how many people are writing similar yeah. books. There's almost like there's like a schematic that they follow for the covers and everything, because that's actually how I get into a book. Like I'll I look at the cover and I'm like, is this interesting to me? I read, you know, I'll I'll read a bit of the synopsis, if you will, mm-hmm. and see if it pulls me in. And sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. I've I've started reading something that had really cool cover art and just 10 pages in. I'm like, no way. Yeah, I'm not going to read the rest of this. I have no interest in this. Um but I've al- I think I've already read like three or four books that are that were made into movies or plan to be made into movies. It's just a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. It is a thing. Um. So I mean, we liked we liked this, and we got that it was a satire, and uh, hopefully you did too. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, but I feel like there's going to be people that I think don't the, t- the title for that. us gave it away. But could you imagine if they just gave it like a normal title? Oh my God, it would be even worse. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to I don't know how that's going to work or if it's going to work. Um, but I guess we'll see what happens in season two or like if they're going to pick up with the same story. I don't, yeah, I don't know. know. Was, wait, was the guy was the little girl's father dead? I don't remember now. No, Did he they, die? no, no. He was he was like remarried or whatever. Remember, he came and dropped off the bread or whatever. No, the little girl. Oh, the, the, the neighbor, sir. Um. I'm drawing a blank. No, I think he's no the 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 mailbox guy was okay, right? Somebody else was still alive. The mailbox guy, I don't, but I don't not the father. Was, yeah, I don't know if it was the mailbox guy or the father. I don't remember. Yeah, so I mean, also just another little thing like they had this. They they worked in this little like gimmick where the handyman never seemed to be finished with the same job. Yeah, he was, he was working. Fixing the mailbox. He the was whole film. fixing their mailbox through the entire series. Yeah. And that conversation they had, like, what's, you know, as if they never had this conversation before. Yeah. Like, of like, what's his history? Oh, he was a patient of mine. He was absolutely crazy. Wow, what's up? <laughs> there was <laughs> at no <laughs> point did they have this conversation with yeah. one another. It was and it's really just so funny. nonchalant about also like, the yeah. guy, the guy, the boyfriend of the of the girlfriend oh, that yeah. she gets involved with. Um, also, I just want to say I didn't expect I didn't expect to see her quite literally in some of the positions that she was in i didn't expect that i was like ma'am but it makes sense for the for the genre because there's always like yes it does for those like moments for those types of books but i was just like it's Kristen bell yeah (laughs) Kristen. Kristen. um 
Yeah, that was that's a little hard to unsee. I'm like, oh my god, I never thought that she would do those kinds of scenes. Yeah. Um, I mean, good for her, I guess, but yeah. I, it was just like, yeah, I I, I had a I was fanning myself because I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> she's you know, it's like the good place. I just think of her as yeah. like she's kind of like America's sweetheart, yeah. like edgy sweetheart. So this was like, whoa, she's an adult. Yeah, I forgot, I forget that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what the hell is going on for next week. We have no idea, no idea what is going on. Um, but I did want to address, um, our friends, uh, Brandon and John. So Brandon was in Steady Geegan Mm -hmm. and John was in, um, Uh, Reality Bomb Comic Cast. Comic Cast. (laughs) Comic cast, comic cast. Uh, who he's also a uh, part owner for uh, Mega Brain Comics in Rhinebeck. In Rhinebeck, and uh, so we've talked about them uh, many times. So they're starting a podcast together called Nerds in Color, um, and I, I they have an episode out now, which was kind of like a like a more just like a, a teaser. It's not really like meant to be the 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 feel mm-hmm. and tone of the the actual podcast. I think they were just kind of like introducing it's an introduction introduction episode. Yeah. Um. But th- they'll be dropping that soon, so we just wanted to shout them out and and when they do drop, we'll let you know so you can give them a follow and give them a listen. So they're gonna, um, basically be uh like discussing uh like comic books and nerd culture but like people of color in nerd culture and you know how how that pans out there was another podcast that does something similar that i saw and i completely forgot their name i remember bringing it up to brandon though damn it i forgot Mm. um so i think they're supposed to have like have some guest stars every so often but it's basically like where they talk about pop culture Mm -hmm. and you know tv film and comics and that that kind of stuff yeah cool yeah, stuff yeah. so that that should be dropping soon and uh we're looking forward to that we'll keep you up to date on that shout out mograph mograph yep mograph tv is launched 24 mm-hmm. 7 tv with mograph stuff on all the time that's that was a wonderful explanation yeah. of what they do no it's really it's really cool actually they have a uh, three eight hour blocks in a day and that's how they kind of program it so wherever you are in the world you mm-hmm. kind of get that the eight hour programming block and um yeah i mean i can't imagine the undertaking to have a 24 7 that's a lot of work um channel it's right now it's youtube you know it's just because you mm-hmm. can do it on youtube so um i would definitely check it out it's good it's really nice if you're just like working and you just want to have, like, have some noise on you know and just pop it on and then you can or sometimes it's interesting interesting like in that moment no no i don't mean it like that i just <laughs> that mean, was like, an amazing way to advertise it listen <laughs> no. if you just want to hear shit in the background and every so My often hear something you can interesting just pop it on and like there's going to be some mograph stuff happening you know yeah so um, i'm just joshing with you yeah paul uh, josh um joshua you just have a way with words it's yeah. fantastic yeah so i thought i'd become a podcaster <laughs> um so yes, we uh we don't know what the hell's going on next week, but you know we'll figure mm-hmm. something out. We have mm-hmm. other stuff that we need to review. We have some guests that are lined up, mm-hmm. and if there's anything you want us to watch, uh, it, if it's anything like Seder, just don't send it to me because or either of us really because I'm probably the one to put on horror before you, and uh, I just I don't get it. I didn't get it. So like sure, you know, <laughs> it's I don't know. Yeah, it's tough because like if somebody sent us that. Right. And they were like, 
hey, watch this because it's amazing. And then I have to be like, I, I didn't really like that. And everyone's like, this was great. What's your problem? I don't know. I don't know what my problem is. I just it's it's not my kind of yeah. horror, I guess. Yeah. Was it's not my kind of thing. So and it's okay though, you know. It's yeah, it's not, just not my yeah. kind of thing. Like it's your. I, I, I don't. It's obviously a lot of other people's kind of thing. So yeah, I get it. You I'm know, in the it's, minority. It's hard to separate that, but it, you know, not liking someone's art doesn't mean that you don't like that person. And I feel like everybody takes everything so personally, you know. Yeah. I guess I'm just jaded because I work for a corporation doing artistic stuff. So when somebody tells me my stuff sucks, it's like I don't, I don't give a shit. Okay, <laughs> I'll make something else. I don't care. I don't know. You're just too cool for school. That's what it is. I don't think it's a matter of being cool. I think it's just a matter You're of You're very like... cool, Paul. You're okay. very cool. Thank you. Cool like a cucumber. And so it just, it slides off you. Yeah. Not you're always. Just, you're just Teflon. Most of the time. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. Bounces right off. Yeah. I don't, I don't need your damn acceptance. Yeah. Your praise. Even I though I love it. I my stuff more than you hate it. So there. <laughs> I win. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you for joining us. We're going to go check on our our new cat yep. make sure that uh, she hasn't eaten through the bathroom door yeah bye, bye. bye.